Hey everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Tonight I've got Mike Johnson from Reading, Pennsylvania area with us. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Don. Thanks for having me. I'm a longtime listener here. Uh, actually, the past year, but kind of go through all of your, uh, have gone through your previous, I think, 60 or 50 some odd shows and have learned a lot. It's one of the things that I that I do to stay sharp with the rules and everything with football. Well, great, great. I, I, I'm I'm glad it's a help, at least a little bit of a help. So yeah, that's that's the whole idea. So, yeah. well, great. Um, so, Mike, tell us a little bit about your your officiating history. When where you got started, what got you into it, how long you've been doing it, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm current. I just well coming up next year for football. This will be my seventh year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm 44 years old. So I started right around 37, got a late start. I always kind of kicked myself because I got the officiating bug and I said, man, if I had just started, you know, 10 years earlier, you know, I would, I would have went for it, you know, before I had sure. a year, et cetera. Um, uh, but I also do for seven years, I officiated basketball and I just started girls lacrosse, which is, uh, you know, a big, uh, uh, sport here in the mid Atlantic yeah. for two years, which I love. Um, so I, I, I think I started late cause you know, I was played football, played basketball, you know, I was an athlete in high school, basketball in college. And, you know, there's always two routes, you know, most of us don't go to the pros. So you kind of can either coach or you kind of officiate. And so I thought about coaching, but I, I didn't like the fact that you can't really control your schedule as much. And I like with, uh, at least officiating, you know, you can control your schedule, work as, sure. much as you want, um, or, uh, as, least as you want. So I would have started earlier, but I actually, it's kind of funny. And people in the Berks County, uh, Reading area, he, my father who's deceased now, Harold Johnson, he was actually the dad growing up who always got kicked out of the games. So <laughs> I thought right away, I don't want, you know, guys like my dad, you, you know, yeah, I don't want to put up with that. Um, right. but at, again, at the time it was kind of a way to earn some extra money. And, um, also I kind of missed being part of the game and I just, you know, I had a couple, you know, um, other officials kind of get me into it. And I took the dive, started with football. Also actually did track and field for two years, but the timing just didn't work, but started football, loved it, uh, went into basketball, uh, which I like, uh, not as much as football, um, and just kind of caught the bug. And that's kind of how I got my career started seven years ago now. Well, great. Yeah. This I'm, I'm entering my second season of girls lacrosse as well. Right. Um, and, and I, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I don't love it quite as much as football, right? But I do love it. It, it I, I do those two in soccer and I, I enjoy lacrosse a lot more than I do soccer. So sounds like maybe a future podcast there. Perhaps. <laughs> that for, for a whole 10 listeners there. Right. <laughs> yep. uh, but we, we do it down here in, in Florida and our season actually kicks off this week. Yep. Um, I know up there, it's probably another month off, probably. Correct. Yeah, yeah. we have our first meeting, interpretation meeting, first meeting tomorrow. But yeah, the, it's late, late. Uh, you know, obviously being up north with the weather. Uh, I think March 20th around, that, right? Like the official start of spring is kind of when that kicks off. Sure, sure. And we've got, we actually have in our association, we actually have probably, I want to say 10 officials that from, that live up north or that snowbird. And they come down, do do high school down here and, you know, preseason down here for a month. And then they go back up north and do it up there. So I, I think I'm going to do the reverse of that. Or I guess it's not the reverse. It's the same thing. But I'm going to try to do that maybe starting next year. My youngest will be out of high school and the house will be all ours. So 
I might, I might go up for a couple of weeks, see if I can find a, a, an area that has a need for an official for a couple of weeks and yeah. go, go fill that need. So. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk uh, further, perhaps, uh, you know, cause there's, you know, a lot of the tournaments in the summer where there's great competition and girls come from all over the country is in sure. the Atlantic area. So we have access here and, you know, they're always looking for good officials, but it's, it's neat to see teams coming from all over the country and you just yeah. see some great play. Yeah, we had, we had a, we had a, uh, the president's cup was down in West Palm beach. Um, oh, wow. This year. And, and I work, was it the president's or one of those, I think it was the president's cup, but, mm-hmm. um, I worked that as well. And that, that was, you know, you know, those tournaments, it's, yep. it's six, eight games a day. You're All just right. going. Yep. So anyway, enough of lacrosse. <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> so, um, so one of the, when, when we were talking beforehand, we, we, we were talking about what you do and that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and you're, you're currently a side judge, correct? Yes. Yes. That's my and, position. Yeah. I judge. Yep. And, and I thought that was great because I don't get to talk to a lot of deep wings right. and, and a lot of officials don't get exposure to um, six or seven man mechanics with deep wings until the playoffs or in really big games. So I thought it'd be great to have you come in and talk about how you view the game from where you are, how that may be different from a back judge. And then the, 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 the coordination you have to have with your short wing. Right. So, so let's start with, have you been doing side judge the whole time or did you start something? Yeah, pretty much. I, I know, you know, we have crews. I, I'm actually also, if I could throw this in, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I think like most, uh, whatever the sport, you know, there's some aging officials in our chapter. So I'm sure. also, um, I'm kind of a, a, a rules nerd, you know, that's kind of, oh, sure. I almost like studying the rules. That's why I love your podcast almost, almost as much as doing the games. You have to do the games to, you know, apply that. But I, I just right. study rules all the time. So I'm actually kind of an up and coming um, white hat. I had my first varsity game last year at the end of the year, and I have three coming up this year. Great. So, so you know, some of the older guys, you know, not, we're not trying to push them out, but when that time does come, you know, I'll have some of that under my belt. Um, right. Yeah, I've been I've been a side judge though uh, since I've been doing varsity, which has been my third year. So, and I'm relative again 44. I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm probably myself and our umpire the youngest guy. So a lot of times, you know, that the side judge and the deep uh, wing, it's a lot of running. You're running the whole time, so sure. that's where you start out. And you know, they usually put the younger guys. Not always, but they put the younger guys back there. But to uh, answer your question, yes. Uh, I've been a side judge since I've moved up to the varsity level, I think four years right. now. All right, great. And and were you a short wing at the JV, at the sub varsity level? Yeah, coming up. So, you know, uh, everything below where, where we're at in Berks County, uh, below the varsity level has four officials. Okay. Line judge, headline. So that's where they put you at. And it's kind of, I always find it ironic. I guess that's where they have to put you at. But that, those wings, those short wings, they pretty much run the game and have the most responsibility. So I yeah. have plenty. And I've done some varsity on the short wing, but plenty of experience at lower levels. And you know, that's where I started, you know, line judge, headlinesman. So. Right. Right. All right. Very good. So, so let's talk a little bit about the mechanics of it. So you're running six man. Yeah. So you do not have a back judge in the middle of the field. We do not until playoffs in, in right. district, district playoffs in Pennsylvania. Now here's another little in Pennsylvania, there's not a standard rule for every chapter. So we're the Burks chapter. We have six man, but our neighboring count, County Lancaster County still uses five man. 
Sure. Um, so uh, it's not statewide, uh, but our particular chapter does. So yeah, we have the uh, we have the uh, field judge on the home team, and I'm on the uh, visitor side with my head linesman uh, deep, twenty yards off the ball. Sure. Sure. So that, that I I've heard of people doing seven man. I've heard of five man. I hadn't heard a lot of six man. So it's great to talk about it. And do you, do you feel the, uh, and, and I don't know how much you've worked it, but do you actually feel the, the, the hole where the back judge is or do, do the two of you serve well enough that you don't? Um, yes to both of those questions. You feel okay. the hole? But you get used to the whole being there. And when you have a partner across the field, you know, there's some you know, symbiotic relationship that, you know, you can feel with your partner. Because, yeah, there's that big hole and you're responsible for that, you know. So, sure. yeah, you do have that feeling, though. It's, and, and, you know, when you do playoff games, and you do have that back judge there also. I mean, you just you feel totally comfortable, you know, when you have that back right. judge there. But indeed. But then again, we actually have a school that's out of our county but likes our officials. So we, we go out of county and, you know, each crew, maybe every other year will have to go up there and they only pay for five man. So once every other year, I am the back judge. And then you can kind of feel the holes or the pockets on the deep sidelines. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's kind I of, you, you know, you, you pick which way, but you, you do six man enough. That hole's there uh, for sure. But, you know, you just, you get used to it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The, it, it, it brings to mind, I know you're going to say no, but I, I do you as, as the deep wing, let's say the plays on the other side, mm-hmm. you stay on your sideline, even though the play's way over there, you don't pinch in at all. Right. Um, not during the play. Once the play's kind of down, then yeah, then you come in. Sure. Yeah. But, but I didn't, I didn't know if maybe you pinched in to get, no, to get a better angle. It, it, I, I, like I said, I was sure the answer was no. But without yeah. the back judge being there, I, I figured maybe that was a mechanic. You know? Yeah, that's that would be my field judges, and I'm just clean cleaning up, kind of you know, sure. clean up work on the back end. But I'm not on the field, you know, unless you know, hey, now it's a completed pass or incomplete. Now you, you know, you're kind of pinching in to, for cleanup duty. Yeah, for the same reason that the that the short wings don't pinch in either until after the plays. Exactly, so it makes perfect sense. Yep. All right. So, so how, how does the coordination with the short wing work? Where, where does that become an issue, not an issue, but where, where does it become something you have to start thinking about? I mean, that, those are the two, You're the guy across the field. So if I'm the side judge, my field judge and my head linesman, I mean, we, that's the relationship. We're always, whether it's, you know, uh, just talking down in distance, uh, you have to communicate as you get closer to the goal line, your responsibility shift. You know, you have to be uh, on the same page for if you have an interception or a fumble that's returned. Now you have a reverse mechanics and we have to pick up, you know, the spot. Um, so that's a that you have to have a strong relationship with that short wing on your side. So that's that's your that's your, you know, that's your partner there. You know, you're yeah. in communication with the down, the, you know, soft spots, um, uh, helping on. Uh, kind of those button hook plays, maybe 10 yards in. Sure. You you know, where it's my area, but I'm looking at my short wing because he may have the angle on, hey, did, 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 did the receiver trap it? Was it incomplete? I need I need help on that. For, so those type of things. So it's a that's a key relationship. Right, right. And where, 
what what happens down near the goal line where the let, let's talk about where the deep wing has the goal line responsibility so so what are the yardages where the deep wing has that goal line responsibility yeah so the deep wing we have the goal line that's like the cardinal rule with six man or yet or even i guess five man with the back judge you never get beat and sometimes it does happen these kids are fast and it's a long you know but never get beat to the goal line that is your goal line so um in terms of the spot going in to the end zone the short wings will have the spot up to the two yard line. Okay. Okay. From the goal line out to the two yard line, we have the spot. Okay. And then, so if it's a running play, our short wings will stop at the goal line and our short wings will run behind us. Okay. And we okay. have the goal line. Now, once the ball to start it down is at the five yard line or in, both deep wings go back to the back end line pylons, not in the corner, but kind of just the pylons that are just wider than the uh, goalpost. Okay. Yes. And so we have end line responsibility. So if you, if it's, you know, if it's on the five yard line and you have a little, little fade pattern in the back corner, again, as a deep guy, you have the end line, you're working there with your, almost like a back judge would, I got to work with my head, head linesman on, on a completed pass. Is he in from your angle? And then I'm, you know, given the information, yes, I have them in or out on the end line for that, right. deep, that deep pylon pass. Okay, that's interesting. Now, you said something in there that that I think I messed up when I was talking about seven man mechanics in, in the previous season. So let's let's talk. Let's bring it out just a little. Okay. So when you have goal line responsibility, mm-hmm. where's that short wing going? You said he was running behind you. Yes. So say the ball we're at the twenty yard line going in. Right? Right. We line up, to the, the deep wings line up 20 yards off the ball. And we're counting the defense and confirming that with our, okay? So right. say you have a running playoff tackle and it comes to my side. I've got the goal line. So my short wing is trailing the play, right? And if it gets down to the two-yard line and then he's going behind me. He's, you know, he, he gets the spot. So he gets tackled at the five. The short wing We'll, we'll get the spot. Sure. If it gets down between the two-yard line and the goal line, I have the spot and the momentum of the short wing running, trailing the play, he'll, he'll, he would go behind me. And does he, does he go behind you and literally stop right there behind you at the goal line to give a second opinion, or does he continue deeper? He, he kind of conti- – there's, there's really not much in terms of the mechanics on that. It's just kind of his momentum, and then he'll kind of feel me, oh, let me go behind, because it, it may be hard for him to, like, stop. Sure. So he's not really there. Um, to, he's not really in the position to give advice sure. on that, but it's just kind of, okay, he's got the play. It's off tackle. They're at the 10. He's running. He's running. He's watching. Oh, I see my guy. I'm, I'm just floating behind him. You know what I mean? Okay, I do. Yep, I do. So it's not necessarily for that. Now, hey, if he sees something that I miss, um, we'll, we'll take that information. Right. right. But right. it's not. It, it primarily that's you know that's that's our job as deep wings. We, that's our that goal line is your 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 north star. That's that's your thing there. That goal. Sure. Line. Sure. Well, very good. So on, I, I guess, I assume on punts, then you both line up deep with the, the returner, um, which actually is a big help 
I would think, because I know, I know we've had issues. I think I mentioned it last season. We had one game where the back judge actually got screened by the returner and could not pick up the, the, what he, what the coaches said was a fair catch signal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I assume the two, the two of you are kind of a little behind the, the returner and looking straight across. So that'd be harder to miss. Now, actually, the mechanic that we use for six man, which is it's a little wrinkle, it's different for seven man. But in six man, we're actually lined up five yards in front of the deep, okay. the, the, the deepest return man. Sure. And so we're looking back at that forty five degree angle. If the punt comes to my side, I'm punching back, telling my opposite deep wing that hey, I got it. Now he must do all the cleanup, you know, looking for the blocks below the waist, looking for all sure. that. I've got the returner looking for a fair catch, you know, looking for, you know, kid, kid catch interference, that type of thing. I've got, right. if it's on his side, vice versa, he punches back. Okay. He's got returner. He's got, you know, those responsibilities. I'm cleaning up all the, you know, players running down during the punt. Right. So, is there a yard line that a punt originates from that you all would change that mechanic to cover the goal line? Or do you always line up five yards in front of the receiver and just work back to the goal line? We, um, it's, it's still always five yards. Yeah. So, I mean, once you're inside the 40 though, you know, yeah, it's, it, yeah, you know what? As I'm thinking about it, it would always be five yards in front of. Okay. You know, because even if they punt it, yeah, you're still five yards in front. But, again, you have that goal line responsibility. You know, in high school, once the ball breaks the plane on any kick, we got a dead ball. Right. So, right. So, so the, the, the difference there is you might be just a little bit more field aware exactly. of, of where you are. You're, 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 you're not only watching the returner and everybody in front of it, but now you've got one additional thing to t- yes, take. Yes. Yep. You got that goal line too. You know, and then again, the whole momentum thing as well. Right. 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 And, uh, and being where being positioned where you are and bracket bracketing the returner, um, would help with that as well, I would think. Yes. So, well, very cool. Uh, am I missing any any significant points when it comes to um, the responsibilities of those deep wings without a without a back judge? <clears throat> um, not so much in terms of the responsibilities, um, but one thing about that, it, ever since you know with the national the federation, so the side judge has the play clock, right? Uh, um, so I, I actually like that because, you know, depending on the type of game you get, it's, it's easy to, uh, not be engaged for the entire game back there. Okay. Right. At times. Sure. Now the play clock forces you to kind of stay engaged. Now, you know, um, if you got a team that's just running the ball the whole game, or it's just maybe two teams that aren't skilled. You know, that's that's the mental challenge of that is of being a deep wing. Right. Um, when scrimmage plays, you may have two or three significant calls, you know, the deep fade pattern or in the middle of the field judging on a catch, no catch. Type right. Of thing. So there's a lot of, you know, you're doing a lot of cleanup action, 
Uh, you're looking for late hits at, at the end of plays type of thing. But, uh, you know, at least with the, for, for the side judge, you have that element of the play clock um, that kind of keeps you engaged the whole time. Is it 40? Is it 25? But right. in terms of the mechanics and lining up, you know, you know again, it's 20 yards deep, you stay in your back, you know, little mechanics, you stay in your back pedal until a receiver kind of breaks a 10-yard cushion. That's the only time you kind of turn and run. Right. Um, but it is um, it, it is uh, just like for a back judge who, who's running a lot side to side, you are running pretty much the whole time. You're getting a workout. Sure. Yep. Sure. You're getting a workout, if not as much responsibility, you know, making calls, et cetera. Right. So that, that's actually interesting. And, and I don't know how the mechanics are up there down here mm-hmm. um, with five men, the back judge has the play clock yep. and at, at 10 seconds, he raises his arm right. and at five seconds, he chops it out. Right. So is it just you doing that? Is there any um, indicator from the field judge at the same time or is it just you? It is just the side judge. So that's, again, okay. uh, that's a good question. That's a good point you bring up because that's where the pregame comes in. You know, when you're checking the field, you know, we're checking the balls, etc. We want to make sure we tell that home team. And most of them kind of know by now, especially sure. here we've had six man for four years now in our chapter. So they know, hey, if we're at home, it's the guy on the visitor's side. You right. look for the hand. So you could, you're stepping out. You're actually stepping out on the field at 10 with your hand raised. You know, not nice. open enough. Okay. But, yeah. that, you know, back to the point about never coming home on the field, this is that exception when, hey, it's 10 seconds. So we're out on the field. And then we do the chop. You know, right. I, you know, you want to be conspicuous with that. Um, the visitor's side can see you pretty clearly, but you, you want to, you know, be conspicuous and visible so the home team you're not disadvantaging them because only the side judge does that right and 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 that's that's where my thought was was picking you out yes uh, among that that chaos that is is the sideline that can be tough for a quarterback or for a for a a opposed a home coach um now we do wear the funny stripes for a reason, but even those blend in at times. Yep. And again, that's where pregame comes in. Hey, coach, on the home team, I'm your side judge. I've got the play clock. And you, even if they've heard it, you know, all season long, hey, at 10, I'm coming out. I'm coming onto the field. You have to tell your quarterback to look on the visitor's side, and then I'm doing the chop. So, you you, you know, a little preventative uh, pregame. Sure. A long way. Now, we have more – we have three or four schools in our – um, county, and I think more may be going to this that have the play clock uh, on the field. Right. So when it's on the field, we are not. I'm at, tell me if this is how it is for you down down there. We don't. It's a courtesy if we raise our hand and do the chop, but we don't have to if it's on the field. Well, Correct. We- it's it's the same down here as well. Right. If it's on the field, it's on the field, right. um, and then then it's not uh, required at all. Right. Um, we only have two schools in our area that have it. I have a feeling that will change over the next five, 10 years as this rule gets more play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're saving up for it now. I'm sure yeah. there are a lot of schools saving up for it. Yep. That's my sense too up here. I mean, and, and, and we've got a lot of, uh, a, a decent, as any County does, we've got a decent amount of schools that are in the wealthier areas. Yeah. Um, and they don't have it. So, but you assume it's on their list. Sure. So, all right. Very good. Very, very cool. Um, no, that's great. And, and I've, I've worked, I've worked on the field for three playoff games. Um, 
for the most part, the, the interaction with the deep wing was just fine. There, there was no real issue. There was one where uh, I had to come to, I, I didn't think uh, as you were talking about, I didn't think about just going behind the, the, the deep wing. Right. I scre- kind of screeched to a halt at about the two or three instead right. and, and just kind of st- stayed away. Right. But at that point, my attention's fully on that and not on the field. Exactly. So it's taking an official out of the play. So right. that's uh, something I'm certainly going to work on next time I work seven man. So. So, you, so you go from in the regular season, five man up to seven man. Correct. In the playoffs, we go to seven man at, at all um, all levels at every playoff game. So even right. in the first round. Right. Um, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's it's what the schools want to pay for. That's, um, that's just it. Yeah, we, we I think the one we fought was we, we fought for was to get the sub varsity up to five man starting this year. Oh, OK. Because we wanted their the, the, the players to get used to it. And it. we had to train officials. So, exactly. um, so we, we got, we got our sub varsity up to five so that everything's running exactly the same. Right. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. When you say sub varsity, is that just kind of JV or is that all we got for the middle school and junior high level? No, it, it most, I'm trying to think of their exceptions. I'm sure there are exceptions, but most schools in our area have a freshman and a JV. Okay. Um, not down to middle school. Um, yeah, sense. we don't, we don't have a middle school, but it's freshman and JV. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, so that, that, that's great to hear, hear about all that. So what we normally talk about here as well, are any odd plays that happened in, in, in the past or anything you think is a good teaching play? Do you have one or two that, that would be good to talk about? Yes, I do. Um, I've had a couple and they all kind of happened this year. So, and they, okay. you know, um, and f- for my, again, this, this past year, again, between listening to your podcast, the three things I really do aside from kind of reading ma- ref magazine and material, but I love consuming all of that. Um, right. listening to your podcast, I also Mark Andrews, his plays of the week. Sure. Um, I think he's out of California. And then also, um, uh, MIBT online. I think I, I think through uh, MIBT online is how I found or heard about your podcast and Mark Andy Andrews. Now I'm thinking about it. So oh, very good. So this was kind of the I took it another level. I always feel like I was studied the rules, but this year I really added these those three elements and also started getting game fill uh, and reviewing that. There's just so much value in that. So I took kind of my rules knowledge up this year to another sure. level. And I kind of, there's a couple of plays where I actually, as the deep guy, helped bail out our crew. Right. So, um, the one game this year, I was a short wing. I was the line judge. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so it is, uh, team A uh, is at their own one yard line. Okay. 99 yards to go. Mm-hmm. So they handed off kind of an off tackle play, but unwisely the running back kind of bounces it outside. He sure. stiff arms the defender. They're in the end zone. He stiff arms the uh, defender, and I see the fingers grab and kind of twist the face mask. Sure. While it's in the end zone, I'm the line right. judge, and I'm using my reverse mechanics, starting at the line of scrimmage, working back, right to the right. goal line. Right. I've got the flag, and then and then um, the uh, 
kid gets tackled in the end zone anyway. And so we got a safe, we have a safety. So, so that's an interesting thing. So we, we would have, um, we would have had a safety because of the foul in the end zone. Right. 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 And then our crew gets together and well, you know, Hey, it's a scoring play. Like, how do we administer that? So, you know, how on a scoring play, you can always take the penalty, you know, however, you know. Oh, okay. Sure. But sure. Here's, here's the tricky part. And I, I should have done some research before this, but I came in, they said, well, what do we do? You know, I said, I said, that does not apply to a safety. That's right. not really considered a scoring play. But when you look it up in the rule book, it's not really explicitly written. Right. It's, it's becomes evident by its omission. If you sure. But we were trying to figure out, okay, you got a scoring play. Like, do th- that was a five yard, I think it was a five yard face mask. I said, he didn't twist it. What do we do with sure. the five yards? And, that, and I came in and kind of with a crusader said, hey, no, that does not apply to the safety. It's not on the kickoff or, right. or, or the punt from the 20. Right. Oh, that's kind of, you know, many officials you may see that what once in 10 years. So yeah, that that's, that's a great one. Actually. It's, it's, it, and it's great to hear these things because until you see it, you don't always think of every situation. That's a situation when you were describing, I'm like, I actually don't know. I think, I think it, I think it, I think it gets declined by rule. Yes. Uh, well, not by, well, no, by rule, because you either got safety or you've got a safety so exactly. declined by rule. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great one. Yeah. So I was able to provide that information um, just, just through, through, through rule study. Sure. Uh, I've, I've, there, there, I've uh, two, two more. Sure. So, um, and this is a rule we, again, we kind of know, but we, so this was the game uh, out of County this year. We had the, the, we had the, uh, uh, five man crew for that one game. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm the back judge, and it's an extra point, uh, uh, a try rather, use the correct terminology, fishing mm-hmm. terminology. It's a try. And they set up for the kick try. <clears throat> the holder stays on his knee, forward passes mm-hmm. to the running back coming across the formation, scores. And uh, kind of dumps the ball at the player that he ran over. So umpire has a flag for that, which I saw, right? Unsportsman. And then my R had the flag too. And he kind of looks at me and says, I don't, I see my arm right in the U talking. So I go up to them and he says, I don't think you can do that. I said, what happened? He he said, he, he like forward, you know, did a little forward option pass, but he was still on his knee. I don't think he can do that. I said, yeah, you can't. I said, he said, well, what's the, he says, well, what's the penalty? And I said, there is no penalty. And this was, this was, this was a rule I had just learned. Right, right. You know you have to stay on your knee, but what's the penalty? There is no penalty. It's just a dead play. It's down, almost similar to when the quarterback fumbles the snap and falls on the ball. The play's just dead. Right. Actually, he's like, and, you know, we were going back and forth, and even the coach was arguing, you can do it, you can do it. And I later emailed the coach the rule, and he apologized and, we all learn from it, but it, it, it's not a legal forward pass. It's no penalty. It's just dead on arrival. So right. I kind of had a crew saver there as well in the sense that it was good. RR caught it, but it was also good that I was able to come with information so that we didn't tackle on a five yards. You know, you know what I mean? On the kickoff or however we would have done that. 
Yeah, yeah. And and the only unfortunate part about all that is if it had been killed when when it, it was dead. Yes. Which was when it was passed. Right. There would have been no taunting. There, there would have been, been no, no taunting. Like that. And we had that was the downside, but we still it happened. We had to enforce it. No, it, it happened, you have to enforce it yeah. and that and and it's not our fault the kid did it. So Right. Now you do other sports too, and I do three sports and I always sure. think football, especially for me compared to basketball. I always compare it. Basketball is more difficult to officiate the live action, but easier to administer the game. I feel football because you can kind of take your time and pick up flags and discuss and throw it a little late is a little easier. I hate to use the word easy. It's not, but um, to call the live action, but the administration, there's so many one-off scenarios. The kicking game is its own rule book, you know, as you, you, you all know. To this um so that's a play right that you know the rule but i might i haven't seen it in seven years and i might not see it in another seven or ten years but you've got to know what to do right you and know? the good thing the good thing is even though you were in the, you were at the back judge position so right. you didn't see it happen at all i did not see it at all I'm, I'm, but what what what'll happen is when you move to white hat you'll see it happen right. and you'll be able to react immediately because the play happened right exactly there. Yep. Do we have time for one more? I have one more play. Go for it. Okay. So, and again, it's to your, you made a point earlier about it's one thing to sit there and study the rules and you can know it inside and out. It's another one to actually have it in the game and the pressure quote unquote of the game. It's, it's easy to, you know, I I can figure out every enforcement from my chair, (laughs) from my, my, my comfort, you know, my uh, recliner, but when you're out there, it's different. So this was a junior high game. Here's the, the last one here. So it's the end of the half, okay? And it's a it's a six seven six game now. It's it's junior high, so it's not super high stakes. Sure. But we got we enforced this incorrect. So it's the end of the half. Uh, team A is at let's say their own thirty five. They kind of throw a deep bomb. It gets intercepted. So team B gets it with clean hands. On the return, team B has a block in the back, which two of us have a flag on. Sure. The returner runs it another 15, 20 yards, gets tackled maybe around the uh, team A's 35, so pretty nice run back, but he gets tackled by the face mask. Sure. So now we have that. So now, and we had some veteran officials, we're like, okay, what what is that? Okay, we, we've got the, do they do they offset? First of all, they, did they get it with clean hands? Yes. So now we have multiple fouls. Do we offset and replay? And then that's the end of the half. And that is actually what we ended up doing because right. again, we didn't have the time to look up the rule. We, we had about 30 seconds to kind of figure out how we're going to end this thing. Sure. And, you know, and there's just information. And that's what we ended up doing on the double foul using that reasoning. But we ended up probably at the right place. But what we should have done, okay, is we should have asked Team B who got it with clean hands, right? Right. Do you want the... Um, face mask tackle and if and and then they would decline it right so they could keep the ball sure right so now typically if the, if if the end of the half element wasn't there team a would have accepted the block in the back to take them back right right, right. but with team a because of the time element what they should have done if they were thinking 
And if we would have allowed these options to happen, they would have also declined their penalty. Then the half's over because there's no penalty. So there's no one time down. Right. So we ended up at the right spot, but we didn't go through the mechanics of going to team B. Do you want that face mask so you can keep the ball for an untimed down? Okay, no, we declined it. Then we should have went to team A. And again, if they were smart, they would have declined it also. So then we don't have a, they can't, there's no replay of a down. There's no Hail Mary for their, for their. There, other there's no untimed down or anything. Exactly. So, you, so, so you ended up with, with no untimed down. Just, you ended up in where it should have probably gone. Right. Not, not necessarily by rule. Not by rule. And, and that's, that, that's, that's the tough one because I have trouble with that one. I have to look at that one a couple times a year just to make sure I understand exactly. what are we doing at the end of, end of halves. Exactly. Cause we, again, you know, Hey, two fouls, you know, they offset you have to replay the down, but then the time element, you know, and the change of possession, all these things kind of converge. So it's good that it was a junior high game and nobody really knew something in my, but something in my gut, we were at halftime. I said, I don't know, guys, we're gonna have to look that up. You know, something doesn't feel right. You know, I'm, pretty good with the rules. And even though we ended it, I knew something wasn't quite right. And that's what it was. We brought it up at a chapter meeting and kind of ironed it out, but good thing it was a junior high game. <laughs> and for, not, sure. You know. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, the three, there's a couple others, but those are three kind of interesting plays that you don't see often, but you know, you can really, it's fun kind of when you can save your crew or really that's where, that's where, you know, that's kind of, that's that next level that, you know, I know that all of us who, would even take the time to listen to a podcast like this really, you know, it feels good to, to be able to get those correct. Right. It, it's always those that you see once every few years that you hope you've read the right rule, the right number of times so that it's, and the other rules that apply to it, because not everything's in one spot. Exactly. Um, you, you're, you're able to comprehend it enough to go back and, and say, okay, this is how we apply it. And, exactly. and, and it, it's a matter of, I'm sure we all do it. It's a matter of watching an NFL game going, okay, in high school, I do this, this, and I this, do that all this, the time. This. Yeah. You, you go through your rule books and you go, how is it different between the different rule books? I, I, I know I'm watching a college game or a pro game and, and I'll pick up my phone and, and get to the NFHS rule book real quick to make sure I know what's going on. Yep. Yeah. Um, when I come across this in high school, how do I administer it? Right. Right. And again, it's just a matter of seeing, seeing plays because exactly. you're only going to see those weird ones every so often. And you right. want to be right when they come up. And again, with, with my extra study this year, between listening to your podcast, again, MIBT, I've sent some plays into them. They review it. And also, you know, with Mark Andrews, his, his, his plays of the week, it, you, you, there's only so many games. There's nothing like the live action, but again, the film study and looking at those plays, that's kind of a, a secondary way to your point of getting more plays kind of in your mental memory bank. Sure. You know, sure. For sure. Well, great. All right. Well, I, Mike, this, this has been a great discussion and, and, and I really appreciate you coming on it. It's been great. We don't, we don't get a lot of perspective from deep wings. Right. So I, 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 I greatly appreciate the, the insight you're able to give us there. And, and you came prepared with three outstanding plays as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so uh, I, I appreciate you taking your time this evening, um, and, and I, I wish you luck in the upcoming uh, girls lacrosse season. <laughs> Likewise. All right. We will talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. 
Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.